Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Another fun-filled episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews coming to you from beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. Obviously, this is Raleigh's number one podcast, and whether it reflects it in the charts or not, I'm just going to go on record and say it. I agree with that. Uh, We are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And this week, we are bringing you a stone-cold killer fucking classic. It's the fucking best. ACDC, Powerage. So good. You know, we are in, this is the season two finale. I'm a little sad. This is show 10. So, man, this is like, this is number 20 overall. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy. But we are bringing you a original copy that was done on J. Albert and Sons. Um, man, the the original release of this was May fifth, nineteen seventy eight. So I was like fucking three years old and yep. had no fucking clue that this greatness was ever put out right then. It's a fucking amazing record. Yes, this is uh, ACDC's fifth studio album, um, but it's their fourth released internationally. Um, the fifth one in Australia because of the whole TNT high voltage debacle or you know however you want to look at it yeah but um you know i'm just going to throw it out there right now to me this is my favorite era of acdc because you've got this album yep and they also put out another great album this year is if you want blood you've got it so i you know i agree with you but we talked about this earlier before we started recording but i'm just going to run through this three-year window uh, all right, so I'm just talking about international releases. Right oh, now. I know he he's backtracking on me a little bit, folks. Look at this: <laughs> 76 High Voltage, also 76 Dirty Deeds, 77 Let There Be Rock, 78 Powerage, and If You Want Blood, 79 Highway to Hell. And to me, if if you're Jesus. an ACDC fan, that to me that's the pinnacle of ACDC right there. Yeah. If if you don't own any vinyl besides those ones, um. You know, you're, you're gold if you got just those ones, I, as far as I'm concerned. And then we can go a little bit past that, right? So that's when Bond dies in 79. Then 80, you have Back in Black, 81 for those about to rock, 83, Flick of the Switch, and 85, Fly on the Wall. That's fucking insane. Oh, no, I know. And then, it, I mean, but this is the thing. Um, we have talked behind the scenes, folks, not on this episode, but about other ACDC albums. And I know you guys are probably out there. Why are they doing this one? Why are they doing that one? Um, okay, Highway to Hell and Back in Black are the two ACDC albums that are probably way too huge for this poorly produced show to even crack a dent in it. <laughs> um, and Back in Black is literally one of the biggest albums of all time in any genre. Like, just one of the biggest albums ever. <laughs> it's too big for us to do. Yeah, and, and honestly, there is nothing that we're going to be able to bring to those albums that's going to either sway you one way or the other. So that that's a little insider information of why we're yeah. kind of avoiding those. Although, you and I talk about this. Side one of Highway to Hell... Highway to Hell is kind of overplayed, right? Every other song on that side is fucking fantastic. Yes. Arguably some of the and, best. And you know what? Maybe we can come up with something sometime and maybe make it a special mm-hmm. to where we talk about like our favorite sides of those albums. But we're going to have to throw the uh, some of our criteria kind of out the window because, yeah. I mean, you know, they're fucking huge albums. And then you flip over Highway to Hell, and the first song on side two is Shot Down in Flames. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's, it's a fucking classic. Yeah. So that's why we kind of 
are staying on the fringe on like ACDC. Especially. Yeah, so the, I'm not sure that everybody realizes this. So one of the things when we started this podcast, the stuff that we review are, are big bands, but we had typically go with maybe not their biggest record, right? Because uh, we thought it was more interesting, more to talk about that hasn't already been talked about. That doesn't mean that we won't do bands' biggest records. We did Appetite, you know what I mean? Like we've Oh, done, yeah, yeah. But just like our general rule of thumb is that we we do bands that we like these classic bands but just not their biggest records and and you know and i know this album here has a lot of fucking haters on it even the band fucking hated it that's crazy but i gotta i gotta side with kerrang magazine on this one they listed this album at number 26 among the 100 greatest heavy metal albums of all time and i agree with that 100 percent. solid um I mean, good God Almighty! This thing is loaded. It's so it is so good. Well, um, I'm glad he can grace us with his fucking presence. Is he uh, here? Uh, yeah, I think he just jet set it back in from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Smoking Computer, how you doing, buddy? Holy shit! Was that what I think it was? I think it was. <laughs> I, that, that sounded like NWA to me. Yeah, I don't totally know about did. you. But, uh, dude, um, how in the fuck are you going to jet set the fucking Mexico? Number one, we're in a, a, a fuel crisis here in North Carolina as we're speaking. And you just take off, go fly to Mexico, do God knows what with who knows who. Must be nice. Um, and then you show back up. I mean, what the hell did you do down there in Mexico the whole time? And Oh, not to mention that you put the show a day behind for the loyal listeners of the Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews Army out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, s- smoking computer, what the hell did you do the whole time? I'm on a Mexican Wow. Jeez, it must be fucking nice, man. That dude gets more fucking respect than we ever thought of getting. He's a fucking rock star. Yeah. And the thing is, man, we can't do the show without him. That That's the thing. Nope. Uh, well, I do got a, something to add to that. Um, unless Apple ever comes through and sends us a new iMac, then hey, buddy, you might get your ass kicked to the curb. That's all I'm going to say about mm-hmm. it. Well, um, I reckon uh, you were in charge of the beer this week. I was. So let's... Hop into the uh, Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews official uh, mini-fridge, mm-hmm. not to mention any uh, names out there mm-hmm. that wouldn't send us none. But, hey, luckily, Mr. Brent Chance in uh, Shiloh, Ohio, uh, retched out and sent us the sweetness that we've been asking for for, well, hell, damn near two seasons. That's right. Uh, well, about, yeah, it was over a season and a half. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I will go back there and I'll leave this to Trav for a second. So this won't be a shocker. In in the U.S. here, it's hard to find a lot of uh, tasty beers. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, so we don't usually keep our beers uh, themed with the, the show, with the record we're doing. Good googly moogly. But this week, we, uh, we did. So I got um, oil cans of Foster's. It's Foster's Bitter, not the regular. It's Australian for beer. Oh, look at that. Wow. I love the oil cans. Yeah. It just makes you feel like a fucking boss when you're holding one. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, jeez, man. Yeah, and, and honestly, I've never had the bitter, so I'm I'm excited to try it. It's good. Um I haven't had it forever. But yes, we I can't even find how much is in this damn thing, but I it, think it's like two cans. Uh, uh, oh, 25. 25.4 fluid ounces. Uh, Foster's. This is the bitter. Um, yeah, I've never had the green. Right, you ready? Oh, God, these things just—you got to be Andre the Giant to like even open them. Hold on, God, dog. I can't even get the damn thing open. There we go. Good lord, that's good. All right, let's give us Foster's a taste, shall we? Tasty. What do you think? Oh, that's good. I got. I gotta give it a. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up too. Although we, you know, we have listeners in Australia now. I've got a pretty good feeling they don't actually drink Fosters in Australia. Probably not. Fosters is probably the American 
thing, yeah. kind of like Olive Garden is to Italian food and Taco Bell to uh, Mexican food. And but, exactly. Somebody hey. uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what what you guys do actually drink it down in Australia. Yeah, or send us some to the show. I mean. That would be awesome. You know, anybody out there, I mean, if you got some uh, swag that you like in your local neck of the woods, mm-hmm. reach out to the show just like uh, Jason Christian did this week. Um, yeah, dude. We had a couple good conversations with him on Facebook Messenger, and we yeah. got some swag coming out your way. Um, Dro- actually, dropped in the mail today. Yeah. Well, today as we record, so you're hearing this one day later. So, so trapped it in the mail yesterday if you're listening to it on Saturday. Yeah, but you know, with this fuel shortage going on and we we, we passed the uh, local gas station this morning and all the mail trucks were in line to mm-hmm. try to get gas. So, yeah. hey, Jason, we're hoping that it reaches you sometime soon. But, um, you know, hey, we love talking to the fans. So, you know, you guys hit us up on the Facebook page or, you know, you can email us. At Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com. I mean, we do not have a staff that goes through anything. I mean, the staff is me, Travis, and, um, you know, my wife, his sister, helps out. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, producer Hunter, you know, that helps do the show, and that's it. It's true. Well, and then, of course, smoking computer when his ass ain't flying around the world, you know, doing God knows what. Yeah, but you can't count on him. I know. That dude... <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know what we're going to do when they finally make pot, like, legal. That dude's going to be, like, the blue blazer or something. He's going to end up selling dumpster weed to his friends. Who knows? He might end up in a dumpster. We don't know. But I don't know. There's a there's a chip shortage going on. (laughs) He's definitely got a chip shortage. Yeah. He's a few chips short. But, no, I'm digging the Fosters, man. Yeah, it's good. Other than... um, I don't know if they make a coos big enough to hold these monsters. I bet Foster's does make Foster's koozies for these. I don't know. No, nah, it's pretty good. I like it's it. It's good. It gets, uh, actually, it gets a little tastier when you have a couple drinks. Yeah. Um, honestly, I know it's supposed to be bitter. I don't really get that. It's not. And I don't know what the difference is, actually, between this and the regular Foster's lager and the blue can. I just know that uh, it is slightly different. It's still a lager, um, but I just don't know exactly what the difference is other than... Yeah. I, I mean, it's good. I like it. Um, so, hey, fans, run out and get you some of the Fosters. Supposedly Australian for <laughs> beer, but it's brewed in the USA. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. But yeah. it, it's pretty good. And if nothing else, you're going to impress your friends when you pull out the oil can and say, check out these bad boys. Yeah, and the more drunk you guys get, you can say, look at my tiny hands with this giant can of beer. You know, maybe that's why they made the can so damn big. Mm -hmm. Who knows? All right, let's dive into ACDC Powerage. Yeah. OG release from 1978. Um, Go ahead. I'm going to let you lead off. Um, Yeah, so there's no surprise here. This is going to be a love fest today. I'm just going to... If everybody listening doesn't already know that, it's going to be. But we'll start here with album cover and artwork. Um, I gave it a five, right? So there's a couple things about this. The The cover is absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to say um, it's the best ACDC cover uh, for two reasons. Angus looks fucking awesome. Like, uh, you know, he's got like the electric cables and stuff going up his sleeves. But the font, the ACDC font... I wish they would use that again on another record. That's my favorite fucking font. He just stole my thunder, folks. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at it, and that was going to be what I was going to say was about the font. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that font. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The font that they use now, it, well, they've used that font. Since 80. Yeah. Um, or even before that, 79. That was the font on Highway to Hell. Yeah. Um it, I think it might even been the font on uh, If You Want Blood, maybe. Uh, yep, you're right. I think that was the first one. You're so, right. You're right uh, about that. Um, but, you know, that's the one everybody's accustomed to. I mean, that's... Oh, what... you know what? Interestingly enough, uh, it was on Let There Be Rock. Was it? Yep. Because wow. remember, um, the American International release of High Voltage had like the only time it was like ACDC in that circle. Yeah. And then Dirty Deeds came out. And they had that cool, like, scripted sort of written font. Yeah, I did like that I font did too. that was on Dirty Deeds, yeah. And 
sidebar, that would be my second favorite album cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. By yeah. them. That's great. And then they Let There Be Rock comes out, which is also fantastic. And that's the classic font that everybody knows. And then you go to this Powerage <clears throat> font that Brandon and I are talking about. Yeah. Which is just great. Well, okay. So we- good. Travis actually was doing some research on the fly right here on this uh-huh. episode. So, hey, you guys can't hate us all the time. So sometimes we do do a little research. I am an information professional. Wow. I am not, folks. <laughs> I, I'm just a simple guy that goes around <laughs> in circles all day. And anyone that knows what I do for a living, you'll get the joke on that one. Um. So what do you got for this? I gave it a five, man. Um. To me, that is my favorite album cover. Yeah. Um, my second favorite by them, it's gotta be, I would say, if you want blood, yeah. I always thought that was badass. It is. And my third's definitely Dirty Deeds. Yeah. I, I agree on all three of those. And if you the want blood, back you of this album is fucking wicked yeah, it is. with the, like the yellow off lighting, kind of like a sunset deal with the band and they got Angus right in the forefront. And look how sort of like... And mischievous Bond, Bond looks yeah, there. Yeah, Bond is like, he's like hiding in the shadows, man. It is, it is badass. Yeah, it really is. And I'm just going to say, um, we're going to touch on it a little later in the episode, but that's part of why we love vinyl, yeah. because you get the full experience. You don't get a compact experience like in the CDs. That's right. Yes, Cousin Dave, we're going that route this week. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That might be my favorite rear cover, uh, back cover for any ACDC record, actually. I know, and I it's so funny because it, it really doesn't even look like Angus. It doesn't. But, you know, he had, like, the curly hair there for a little bit. And, look, both Bon, Phil, and Malcolm, they all look like they just came off a of bender, right? Yeah. Like, they just got out of well, the Well, I'm pub. sure they did. But <laughs> what's awesome about this album is this is Cliff Williams' first album with the band. That's crazy, right? I know it. I mean... He's somebody you would look at and think he was an original member, and um, but then I guess the what Mark Evans? I think that was it. Yeah. I I don't know. Hell, we we don't do that much research, folks. No, but I, I but like he him, and Angus didn't get along. Yeah, right? they didn't get along yeah. at all. And uh, so Angus was like, finally, fuck it, and got rid of him. Do you know the basis that they looked at before they had Cliff come in? Uh, refresh me. <laughs> the basis from Manfred Mann. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know his name, but they had him come in, and then somebody knew of Cliff, and maybe their manager, I can't remember, and uh, he came in, and, and I think Cliff got the job partly because he sang backup vocals, right? Yeah, he did sing backing vocals. Which is pretty cool. Uh, and, they, and ACDC was in London at that time, and Cliff was local. Yeah, and wasn't Cliff's uh, band that he was in? Um, he was in a couple, right? Bandit, is that right? Yeah, one and, uh, one was called Home, and yeah, that's the right. other one was Bandit. Yeah. yeah. Never heard of either one of them. And honestly, the dude's in ACDC, so what the hell? And wasn't he back on the uh, Power Up album? Yeah, he's back. Yep. When, when they did that one? Um, yep. Well, last year, they put that one out. Yeah, he's back. But Sidebar. 77, right? So he joins the band. They're getting ready to record this. And then they tour. They opened on 12 dates of Black Sabbath's tour that year. Holy fuck. Can you imagine Sabbath in 77 with ACDC opening? No. And all I can say is if I was old enough to win shows back in 78, uh, I damn sure would have ponied up probably (laughs) $2.50 to go see that fucking lineup. Right. And... I got to make a confession, folks. This is the very first episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews that I am doing without my slippers on, <laughs> and it feels weird. Uh, uh, call me a diva. I don't give a shit. I think uh, Smoking Computer's got your slippers on right now. The motherfucker probably does. I mean, we can't tell. He's over in his own little studio. He's got his own damn hut over there. I mean, he does. you know. Yeah, we we can't be around all that sinful smoke that he does. Um, yeah. What do you got for strong tracks? Oh, I'm giving it a five. Yeah. I mean, um, how do you go wrong with the fucking tracks on this one? You can't. This album, to me, out of everything we've reviewed, I think this was the hardest one to have to throw something away. 
it's it's tough. <laughs> There's no doubt about it, that. And and I'm sure I'm going to catch fucking hell for my throwaway, but there's just other fucking songs that they just jump out at me and that's what's awesome about like vinyl and music in general. I mean, it touches people in different ways. Yep. And you know, I I don't know this album's just loaded. It's it's so great. I gave Strong Tracks a 5 too. And I just listed a few here. Sin City, Riff Raff, and Rock and Roll Damnation are probably the three biggest on this record. And they still play Sin City, I think, at just about every show. But they also play Riff Raff and Rock and Roll Damnation from time to time, you know? Yeah, um, I think even when I seen them, shit, what tour was it? The Stiff Upper Lip Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they still play Sin City. Yeah. Um, You know, of course, it's not the same with Brian singing it. Right. But it's still good. Yeah, he, he does a good job, but it's not, it's not Bond. Nah, and um, oh, and I just want to throw that out there too, uh, Jason, uh, Christian, you know, uh, when we had our little conversation a little bit this week, you gotta dig into some Bond Scott, my friend. Yeah, yeah, he said he was more of a Brian Johnson fan, and Brandon and I were like, no, come on, man. <laughs> you're killing us, Smalls. Come <laughs> on, and you you got you got two props on the show this week. Do us a solid and go dig up some Bond. I mean... The the thing, and Brandon and I talk about this a lot, the thing about the Bond, Scott, ACDC records, there's so many awesome deep cuts to find on, on, on all those records. Like You can just put it on and just listen to the whole thing and find deep cuts, even now. And, and since you just brought that up, I want to touch on it in a minute. To me, this album was, I think, the epitome of Bond's uh, songwriting. Yeah. Um, it, it really showcased on this album more than any of their um, previous albums, um, and I, I, I like. I think I lean towards this album a lot more than like the Mutt Lang stuff because this was like their last one, you know, that their brother George was a producer on. Yeah, let's wait. Let's hold up till okay. we get to that because that's a that's going to be a big section. Uh, Oh, wow. This is going to be a long show, folks, I can tell you. Um, all right, so favorite track, uh, I gave it a five. And for me, it's Rock and Roll Damnation. Ooh, he went that route. Yeah. Opener track, he he gave it a five. I have always loved it ever since I was like 12 when I got the cassette. Uh, it's been one of my favorites. Well, I got to say, and I feel ashamed mm-hmm. that... Um, when you let me borrow this to prep for the show, yeah, that is the first time I've ever heard this album on vinyl. I feel ashamed of that. You know, even with like people, hardcore ACDC fans, I feel like Powerage isn't one of the bigger records amongst them, right? No, it, it's really not. And like I said, the band even hated it. But, but um, it's so good. I guess it's because it's sandwich. You know, Let There Be Rock was bigger, and then Highway to Hell was bigger. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that it just got sandwiched in between those. But uh, yeah, this album's just loaded. Um, okay, so you went. You did your favorite, right? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna give you mine, and I'm probably going to catch hell for it. What do you got? I went down payment blues. That's a fantastic song. You know why I went that route? Why? Because it is a extraordinary fucking song, and a little tidbit for you. It's also, he's been mentioned on the show a few times, Mr. Scott Ian from Anthrax's favorite ACDC song. Oh, all right. And nice. if Scott Ian likes it and I like it, yeah. everybody out there should like it. I mean, that song is badass. That's a great song. I sing it every time it comes on. I used to have it on my dark playlist when Smoking Computer, before he got famous mm-hmm. and was doing beard brews and vinyl reviews, uh, you know, he used to play that quite a bit. It's just a great fucking tune, man. It is. And, I mean, it, that that's another thing. Like, with Bond's lyric writing on this album... Like when you hear songs like Down Payment Blues, it just kind of it kind of puts you in that spot of what he's singing about. I mean, to me, that's what popped on this album. I mean, it, it's great. Side one is almost a perfect side, uh, except 
for the track to avoid, which is on side one. Yeah, you're right. The track to avoid is on side one. I agree. We, Except I'm going to be clairvoyant, and I, I picked Give Me a Bullet, and I gave it a three, and you picked Rock and Roll Damnation. <laughs> you are goddamn right, <laughs> and you got the fucking number right. <laughs> and But I'll let, you, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Uh, but Give Me a Bullet's not a bad song. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a bad song on this record. I just think... Maybe it's because side one, those other three tracks are so killer. Um, you know, you go from Rock and Roll Damnation to Down Payment Blues, then Give Me a Bullet and you end on Riff Raff. Give Me a Bullet doesn't, it just doesn't hang with those other three, but it's not a bad song. No. Um, and like Rock and Roll Damnation to me, it's a great opener song. Yeah. But I just felt that stuff when you flip this album over on side two, yeah. it just. To me, that stuff flows into like our kind of like our deep cut section, mm -hmm. and it's stuff that you can relate to, and it's just got great grooves on side two, and and down payment blues has a great fucking groove to it, yeah, and Angus's guitar tone on that song is fucking crazy. It totally is side two that you're mentioning, like. In the groove, like it opens with Sin City, right? It's yeah. like that sets the tone for side oh, two. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Sin City, it's on uh, If You Want Blood, too. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, so the, to me, I think Sin City was like the band's favorite song off of this album. It seems like it because they're still playing it. You know? Yeah, but to me, man, they could have picked anything off of this album and it been great. Yeah, they could have. But, you know, like I'm saying, uh, you know, I, I did choose Rock and Roll Damnation. I gave it a three. I mean, it's still a great song. Yeah. Uh, that's This is one of those records where when you're picking a track to avoid, it's not a bad song. It's just that we have to pick one. Um, th This section. Who's should... the asshole that come up with that criteria? <laughs> oh, wait, we both did. We was drunk, but I, I know we wasn't probably drinking Fosters when we did it. No, but I'm enjoying the Fosters right It is. Now. It's pretty tasty. Run out and get you a 25 ounce can or 25 plus ounce can actually um this section is always fun should be good on this record so deep cuts that you all should be listening to i'm going to tell you now this is going to shock anybody i gave this section a five uh and, and it's i picked a, a, a couple here like i i had four on here originally and then i, I backed it down to two um I, I put down payment blues as a deep cut even though i'm not sure that it is but i put it on there and then what's next to the moon, I think, is really cool. Um, that guitar tone at the beginning is awesome. And then the bass line kicks in. It's just like... Yeah, I agree. The, um, I mean, maybe we'll get into this in the next section production, but is it just me or is um, Cliff's bass a little bit more pronounced than in a lot of ACDC records? It like is. It, yeah. Um, and especially like on Down Payment Blues, mm -hmm. he's got his own breakdown section in there. Yeah. And... And his tone, it's not as flat as it normally is. There's more high end on his tone. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, like, what's next? Is a, boo, damn, the Fosters. <laughs> or maybe it's all those Heinekens I was putting down before we started with the Fosters. That's hard to tell. But uh, what's next to the moon? Yeah. Great fucking tune, man. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, Gone Shooting. I yeah, fucking love that's, it. I had that on here. That's got that little bassy line yeah. to it too. Yeah, and I, I want to throw out a little bit of uh, props to Mr. Ronnie Hughes up in Mansfield, Ohio. I'm sorry, the Mansfield, Ohio guitar legend Ronnie Hughes. There you go. Um, one of his bands that he's had through the years. I think it might have been Lush. They used to play Gone Shooting a lot. And I mean, it's it's just a great fucking tune. Yeah, it's a good and tone. It, it's one that I've never heard it on the radio. No. And uh, you know, kicked in the teeth. I mean, that's a great closer. That was the other one. I had four um, deep cuts originally. Those are the um, two that I had. You know, so I mean, it, 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 honestly, if you listen to this album, and, it, and I think some of it depends on what day you listen to it, yeah. you're going to flip flop between your deep cuts. But to me, this whole album is solid from start to finish. I'm giving it a five on the deep cuts. Yeah, and you surprise. Should, and, and this is a short record. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there's only what is there eight or nine songs on here, right? Um, nine, nine is that right? Yeah. And yeah. so it goes fast, and they're all good. So it's just fun to listen to. Yeah, it's only thirty nine, and it, it it's under forty minutes. It's thirty nine minutes forty seven seconds. Yeah, it's great. But um, honestly, 
This is one that when you listen to it the first time, yeah. you can run right back in and flip some bitch back over and start it again because it is great. It is. It is great. So the um, what do you got for production overall sound? Um, I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, to me, it's it's not highway to hell polished. It, it to me it's still kind of raw. Yeah. But everything is clean. Um. You know, and this was a great vinyl copy. Yeah, this is a good one. I haven't even cleaned it. I just realized I told you this right before we recorded. Like with my used stuff, I always run it through a spin clean cleaner. And then I realized I never cleaned this one and there is a pop. Can I interrupt real quick? Yeah. Um, you know, VPI Industries, mm-hmm. if you would send us one of your VPI uh, cleaners, then we could ditch the old spin clean and That's true. step up to the big leagues. I just throwing it out there. That's true. Um, I'm going to touch on some more of that stuff here towards the end, but hey, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I gave it a five too. Like, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I love these early ACDC records. For folks that don't know, they had an older brother who was in a popular band um, called the Easy Beats, and they had a lot of success. They were sort of Beatles esque. Uh, but he had a really good ear, and he produced um, their early records up until they brought Mutt Lang in. Well, he produced, well, and he, what he was came it? Back later it was on. like five. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Mutt come in. For Highway to Hell. But I don't know who the hell produced. Well, maybe that might be another episode of, uh, you know, for If You Want Blood. I know it was, you know, a live album. Yeah. And honestly, to me, if, if you want to look at ACDC and go live albums, if you want blood, and um, I'm going to go into the CDs for a minute because I don't even know if they ever pressed it on vinyl. Yeah. But um, Let There Be Rock Live from Paris is a fucking phenomenal fucking album. Is that the... I think It was in the Bonfire Scots or box set. Yeah, and those songs were taken from... Do you remember the, the Let There Be Rock VHS that was out when we were growing up? I'm sure it's on DVD at some point. And it might be available digitally. Hold on, VHS, folks. For those of you that don't know what it is, <laughs> um, it, it was this big cartridge that you put in this big machine on top of the TV, and that's how we used to watch videos. It was uh, so. If you guys have never seen that, you should definitely watch it. It was kind of like an ACDC version of. Like Led Zeppelin did, the song remains the same. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the ACDC version of that. So they're playing the songs, and there's they were essentially videos. It was you know pre MTV, um, and there's live footage cut in there in live versions. It's great. It's a great video. You get to see Bond driving a Porsche 928, I think, you know, through the countryside, and then shows him rocking out. Like it's great. You know, that's the thing, man. I loved Bond. I mean, he was a I short know. guy. But dude, his stage presence was off the charts. If yep. if you've never seen any live footage of these guys, you know, when they were in their original form, you know, with Bond. Yeah. Oh my. I mean, even I mean, he just was a showman. He was fantastic. And there's a, a lot of good footage um that's been uh remastered in H D for um sound and video on YouTube. Uh and I think it would have been right before they recorded this or right after i can't remember but it's when cliff was brand new in the band but they're still playing clubs right and so yeah. they're playing this place that it looks like it's maybe a thousand seat venue uh and it's just absolutely fantastic oh yeah i mean and i mean just bond man yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy ah uh, that's probably for another fucking episode yeah <laughs> we could probably do a whole season on Oh God, on yes. Scott. I mean, he was awesome. Um just note to self fans, hey, you know, we have a beer segment on this show. We love to drink beer. Mm-hmm. Um if you're out drinking, just don't pass out in your damn car. Okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it's just crazy. So, um do I need to ask what your rating is for overall listening experience? Oh, I'm giving a fucking five. Yeah. I mean, for Christ's sakes. To me, like I said, I and I know we had to throw something away. Yeah. Just to me, Rock and Roll Damnation, I just picked it out of there because I just felt some of the other songs on side two were a lot 
stronger in their not so much in the song aspect of it but the lyrics and that aspect of it is why i i threw rock and roll damnation away well i mean we talk about this all the time this is one of those records every song's good so the hardest one the hardest segment on a record like this is the track to avoid because there really isn't one. No. And I mean, you know, that's a thing. Like, you can ask me tomorrow and I might pick a different song, but, yeah. you know, I know this much that my favorite track is still Down Payment Blues. <laughs> that's a great track. Um, yeah, I gave overall listening experience a five. I mean, uh, this is a, a great OG copy. Like, these old ACDC records sound great, right? But also, early ACDC with with Bond, it's just they're just fun, right? They're just fun to listen to. Yeah, because you you can almost hear that they were having so much fun mm-hmm. when they were doing these things, and plus you got to remember that Angus and Malcolm they were like babies when when you know, this stuff was out. Yeah, so I mean. I think Angus probably would have been about 18 or 19 at this time, and Malcolm probably like 22. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think Malcolm was just a few years yeah. older. Yeah. Um, Which is insane. And then, can we talk about Malcolm's guitar tone? <laughs> you talk about anybody's guitar tone on this one. This, I mean, I mean it, is, it is great, but, uh, man, Malcolm's guitar tone. And, and that's the thing, folks. You know, me and Trav both dabble with the guitar. Um, he's a better player than I am. I'll go on the record and say that. <laughs> I'm glad we're recording this. Um, hey, yeah, I'll give props where props are due. Um, but I do want to throw out real quick. Yeah. Fuck you, Friday Music. I've still not heard <laughs> from you. So fuck you. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, the guitar tone on this. And, and honestly, I think... I don't know. Even like Phil's drums are fucking great sounding on this one. I agree. It sounds, it just sounds great. Um, it, to me, it's like everything aligned perfect when they did this album and you know, and I get it. Highway to hell back in black. They've got the mutt Lang treatment. They do. And speaking of mutt, do you realize that we have not done, I, I'm 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 going on a limb. I, I didn't do no research on this. Yeah. But I do not think we did one Mutt Lang album this season. Really? I don't think so. Hmm. I'll have to go back and look. I think you're right though. But I, I, I was thinking about that earlier today and I was like, Are you kidding me? We have not done one Mutt Lang album this year. And so this is kinda interesting. Like I was thinking about this. I I mean I th- you know, like we talked about George Young, their older brother, produced all their early records. And I think you know, and this is the last one he produced, and I think this yeah. is the best sounding one that he produced, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. I, and honestly, I think they were firing on all eight cylinders on this album. I agree. And then, um, you know, after this, you know, we talked about then you've got If You Want Blood, but then the next studio album was, was 79, was Highway to Hell, and that's when they brought Mutt in. And for me, you go back to back the best George Young produced record and the best Mutt Lang produced yeah. record back to back. It's just fucking I, fantastic. I agree with that 100%. And I've said it before, and I've told you this count, countless times, more than you, you probably care to hear. I think Highway to Hell is the best recorded album of all time. Like, for my style that I like to listen to, like, there's so much space in between all the instruments. Like, it just, everything, the drums are loud, right? Yeah. And, it just sounds fantastic. And honestly, if you are an aspiring guitar player, um, that tone for the guitars on that album, that is the tone you want to strive for. Um, I know the music industry is different these days, but if you want a badass guitar tone, go for the one that they did off of um, Highway to Hell. I mean, there's a reason when I played in bands, I played SGs and Marshalls. It's because of ACDC. It's because of Angus. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I know. But, hey, we're not mentioning that amplification company no more these days. I know. Seems how they're douchebags and wouldn't send us a fucking fridge that would have cost them absolutely fucking nothing. Fuck those guys. But um, yeah. we talked about this Dude, before. Dude, I'm telling you, the Fosters is good, pretty right? good. I know. The, hey, try the green, try the blue. Just drink it. It's, I mean, it's tasty. It, it feels so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> it's good. Frank the Tank would approve of this shit. I can tell <laughs> you're, you. You're, you're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got a dart in your neck, man. <laughs> Um, I talked about this the last time we did a ACDC record, but I, I saw them live in 90 at the Richfield Coliseum in Cleveland uh, on the Razor's Edge tour in LA Guns opened, and it was 
fantastic. But LA Guns, they were great. But then ACDC in 90, you know what I mean? Like they were they were still at the top of their game. They're still great now, but you know what I mean? Like, But honestly, that album, yeah. that was the one that kind of broke them out of the 80s slump because that album was fucking huge. It did. And so earlier this season, we talked about how you and I had bought a couple Brian Johnson classic records because we want to possibly review them next season, right? So the one that you bought is great. We both thought, man, this aged really well. And I'll tell you guys now, the one that I bought was Blow Up Your Video, released in 88. And I remember getting the cassette, and I loved it at the time, but it's one that I haven't and, listened to over the years. And hasn't. I also had it on cassette yeah. and loved it at the time. And, and you know, holy shit, the one, well, Brandon brought, bought, he got flat on the wall, right? And it holds up really well. Like, you listen to it, you're like, God damn, this is better than I remember. Like, this is fucking great. Fly on the wall <laughs> is great. And then... And we got them pretty close to the same time. And Actually, then I you, got blow. You got yours like a week, I think, before mine. Yeah. And I like I texted him and I was like, This this doesn't hold up. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. But anyways, their next record after that in ninety was Razor's Edge and it was a vast improvement over oh, Blow Up Your Video. Th- that that you know? fucking album was great. Yeah. I mean, that album had what, Mistress for Christmas was mm-hmm. on that one. Um, she yeah. got, she got me by the balls was on that one. Yep. Um, um, money talks money was talks. on that one. God, um, it's been so long. I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm just grasping here. Um, I know there was another one. Uh, uh Thunderstruck was Thunderstruck. One. Yes. Yeah. Um, and fire your guns. That's a good song. Yeah. Like when we saw them on that tour, they played that live. Um, are you ready? They still play yeah, that occasionally. Yeah, that, that was a great one, too. That one had major radio airplay on that yeah. one. Um, got You by the Balls. That was a pretty good one. You know what's funny? Is when we had our little uh, makeshift band back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my buddies. Um, we we did try to cover that one uh, there. How'd it go? Uh, okay, I'm just going to lay the groundwork. It was me trying to sing like fucking Brian Johnson. And it usually turned out like when we was rehearsing, it was kind of okay. Yeah. But then Mr. Jim Beam would usually get in the way. And then before we'd ever actually get the song like tight, everybody would like go their separate ways in my buddy's house. And because we used to rehearse in his basement. And uh, so we're (laughs) It's like by the end of the night, everybody's like gone somewhere else, <laughs> and it's like everybody's fucking wasted. So it happens. Oh, uh, I I do not promote underage drinking, kids. So just make sure you know. But hey, it, we were living the life in the well. That was in the nineties. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a different time. But you yeah. know, it's funny. Like you know, I played. Um, ACDC songs messing around in bands over the years. Yeah. Oh wait, this guy almost got signed. And, so uh, <laughs> his shit was way step, leaps and bounds ahead of where I was. Um, but you know, like there's that you were talking about Scott Ian. He's got this great video on YouTube when he's playing one of the um Malcolm Young model Gretsch guitars, and he's just talking because that was his favorite guitar player in ACDC's his favorite band. And he's doesn't, talking. About, doesn't he have a tattoo of Malcolm and Angus on on oh, his he's got biceps? An Angus? Okay. Him, yeah. Um. But he's talking about how much he loved Malcolm, and and most guitar players agree that Malcolm, if he isn't the best rhythm guitarist, he's one of right. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, I, I give Malcolm and James Hetfield my one-two nod. Oh, yeah, I'm and with you. It could be in either order. Those are the two best rhythm guitar players yeah, of all I, time. I agree with that. But you know, um, Scott's sitting there playing. He's playing the the Gretsch Malcolm Young model. And he's like, everybody thinks they can play ACDC songs because they're easy. He's like, you can't. You're not Malcolm Young. It's not going to sound like it. The way he played was different. It was so percussive. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everybody thinks of ACDC and they think of Angus. Malcolm was the fucking, he was the drive. He was the backbone of that band. Absolutely. Just like Izzy Stradlin was for Guns and Fucking Roses. 100%. Absolutely. Um, I, I will fight that to the death. Anybody's got any complaints on that? Hit us up on the Yahoo page or on our email at Yahoo or uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah. Because uh, you're wrong and we are right on this show. Yeah. Um, no doubt. I mean, he was the band. Yeah. The, the songs, 
that you know in the newest record they were malcolm young songs right you know yeah they were already written and that was uh what stevie was a cousin yeah their nephew was george's nephew okay so you know he played he played it on there and and i know angus and them they went back and forth because i think malcolm actually recorded yeah there were tracks for those but they ended up not using his tracks in in stevie recording but he's using and he did that when they you know when they because um, Stevie was uh, the he, guitar tech. He, he, yeah, he was always with them. Yeah, and so he, he's been he with them for years. when they were doing the stuff with Axel and all that, right? Yeah. But he's used um, Malcolm's gear. He, not Malcolm's number one Gretsch guitar, but he always had the number two, which is the same guitar, right? Yeah. And so Stevie's number one is Malcolm's number two, like, and he's using the same amp. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same gear, right? It, and and the thing is too, that's cool as fuck. Yeah. Because they just kind of they yep. they put that one away, and you know you get you got to give them props for that. Yeah, and if you're a guitar nerd, watch. There's plenty of videos out there about uh, ACDC's backline and the amps and stuff they use, and like how much um, effort they put into having the best sounding vintage amps from that company that we don't talk about anymore. And, uh, there's a reason like their tone is so simple, but it's so hard for everybody to achieve. Yeah. But you know what, if, if you want to go into that route real quick, um, could be a possible future episode after the purchase I just made the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, one, Mr. Ace Fraley, um, he always said, all you need is that certain company's amp, no effects, and you just turn the volumes to certain numbers, yep. and boom, you got everything you need. And then the rest is in the player. But, uh, you know, I, I just had to throw that in there because I love Ace, man. Yeah, it's great. Uh, should we recap this? Oh, uh, yeah, we can. And then uh then then we'll kind of go into a little rants about uh we got a little little bit of news, little stuff to yeah, talk about. Yeah, you know, this is the season finale, season. so we might well drag this one out a little. Oh, damn, the Fosters is kicking back. Wow, we will uh run into some other stuff that we're yeah, going right to run there? by you. You're right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I don't know what the I'm, fuck I'm it is. It's probably because I haven't ate today. Uh, I've had like one string cheese all day, and I've been up since, uh, okay, I was off today. Um, I've been up since like fucking 6 o'clock this morning, and I've been drinking beer, and I've had one string cheese. All right. Well, breakfast of champions. But, hey, on the bright side, we're going to have a, a fine hibachi meal yeah. after we're done with this show. So, oh. I mean, let's be honest here for the recap uh we gave everything fives other than track to avoid <laughs> yeah but the track to avoid we both agreed at threes we we did but we and picked different songs you took rock and roll damnation um and that, i took no it, or I, no that was your favorite yeah. i'm sorry god damn the fost is uh, i'm sorry you, folks. you took rock and roll damnation and i took give me a bullet yeah but we both still gave it a three Every, yeah we gave everything else fives and so everybody should go out and find this record. Although you can find it on Discogs and there's reissues now. Uh, it's getting more difficult to find, especially some of these less popular ACDC records. They're getting much more difficult to find in the wild. And see, that's the thing. That's the predicament that I'm in mm-hmm. because I really want an OG copy. Yeah. But you, you can't find them unless you go on Discogs. Yeah. And they're like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. And I can get a reissue cheaper, but I'm like, do I do I, I I I'm torn because I don't know what I should do, and I really do love this album. I paid nine dollars for this. <laughs> you must have hit it right before <laughs> the fucking spike of the vinyl craze took off. Um, yeah, I mean, but they they are still out there. But if you find them in the wild, you are going to pay a premium. And if you buy them on Discogs or eBay, you're also going to pay a premium. Um, and we've talked about it before. The reissues are really good; they're done well. But these early ACDC records, the OG copies, sound and, and, really and, great. And that's my fear with buying a reissue on this album, is because I want what that album there has. Yeah. 
And I mean, and that's the thing that that's, you know, that's the thing about collecting vinyl folks is sometimes you may have to pay up to get what you're expecting. That's true. And we, we talked about this and actually we had a question about this recently. Uh, somebody said, you know, what do you think about, should we get original pressings or reissues? And it, you got to go record by record. Cause there's sometimes where the reissue is better. And the, you know, there's sometimes when the OG copy's better, and it's not—it's you can't go across the board. It's—it's it's not the same. And I'm—I'm I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah. And I'm just gonna throw one album out there, and it could be a possible future episode. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine. Okay. The the original is great, but the reissue when they finally bump the levels up to where they need to be. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, folks. Could be a possible future right, episode. Th- that's a good segue to talking about next season. <laughs> th- this this will be a little. Hold on, let me throw something to the fans real quick. Yeah. This is a behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Usually, way earlier than this time in the show, Travis is like telling me to wrap the fucker up because he's got to go fucking piss. But he's so stoked about this fucking episode, he's still sitting here like he's he's ready to talk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah, uh, go ahead and we'll, we'll drag some uh, season three, what yeah, we so, hope to accomplish. So, you know, this is the season finale, and then we're off for the summer. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back in the fall for you season know, three. We got a lot of pool time and uh, beer drinking and just sitting around bullshitting and just kind of relaxing a little bit, yeah. you know. Um, we, we You know, we might put a few fun random things out over the summer but as far as like hold an on episode, no 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 we're, we're not you we might okay listen up folks mm-hmm. i'm going to give you the skinny on something we are going to send some specials out to you guys while we're on hiatus right. because you know we're we're kind of in the in-between phases of spring and we're getting ready to jump into hurricane season down here in north carolina so we will have some rain days, and we've already talked about, you know, we've... Hold on. I, I, I'm i going to break this out for the fans. Do it. We have the very, very first episode ever of Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews has been sitting over there with Smoking Computer yeah. since we recorded it. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm not going to give you anything more than that. But that very, very, very first episode has been sitting. Yeah, just so everybody knows, we the first episode that aired was uh, ZZ Top Afterburner. But that's not the that's first not, episode we that's recorded. That's not the first. But we're going to put some work in and edit that first episode and uh, deliver it to you guys this summer. And, and honestly, once you all find out what the episode really is, you'll you'll understand uh, why we've held off on that. Yeah, it'll make sense. It'll make sense to you. But, you know, so we're going to bring you the very, very episode number one of Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. Uh, I call it episode number zero. Yeah, it ought to be zero because, honestly, when we recorded that, we had no, not that we've got any idea now of what the fuck we're doing, Yeah, but we had zero fucking idea of what we were trying to accomplish with this show. Yeah. And just from response from you, the fans, and everything it's just like we've you know we're like okay well we think we're doing something good but that's the thing that's why we 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 throw it out there we're like hey hit us up tell us what you guys want to hear what you you know what you like about the show what you don't like about the show um yeah totally and before we uh hold on i'm going to kill the rest of this fosters yeah Yeah, you you gotta take over because you you guys need to run out and get some of this shit because it's 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 pretty it's pretty good um, before we wrap up this season, we also want to say thanks to um, everybody that's listening. You know, we've got uh, quite a few thousand listeners around the world, and we're in 18 countries now on five continents, which uh, we would just want to say thanks. A couple dudes drinking beer, just dicking around. Uh, we didn't expect anybody to really listen. No, and it, it, I still remember back when I was going around and around in circles at work one day. Yeah. And I thought this concept up, and I think it was that night we were up at the pool, 
and we were just drinking beers, and I, I just ran this crazy idea by Trav, and he's like, well, because, he, hold on, Trav is the more reserved of the <laughs> two of us, if you haven't ever figured that out yet. He was like, I'm on board as long as we can make it sound good, and I'm like, I can make a turd fucking sound good <laughs> you know you know I, I got a little production background in mm-hmm. in music and stuff you know i did work in radio for a brief time folks but only a select few know where i worked <laughs> and all that but we won't get into that format none of that um but uh yeah we just was talking one day and it was like yeah, let's you know, let's do it. Let's do it. And then the COVID stuff hit and then we were like, fuck it, let's go for it. Yeah. And honestly, I'm happy with where we're at. I mean, trust me, I would love that this was our full time gig. So yeah. hey, I'm just gonna throw it out there now. I'm I'm shameless when it comes to plugs. So if anyone out there wants to sponsor the show we can you get a hold of us. We can we can set that up, and we you know, we can do all kinds of stuff because once again, this is our show, so yeah. we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, and but uh, yeah, thanks. Like it's it's pretty crazy. It it it's almost like surreal. Yeah, I mean, not that we're you know, trust me. We, <laughs> I just gotta throw it out there. We have not made one fucking penny off of doing this show. Yeah. This show has cost us fucking money. Yeah, it's just fun to do. But we love bringing it to you guys. Um, it, it is a lot of work. So if anybody tells you, oh, get into podcasting, it's fucking easy. Um, <laughs> whoever tells you that, it's a fucking liar. No, it, it's like anything else. Like, it's a lot of work and don't do it unless you like it. Like, yeah. this came out of Brandon's idea came from like when we're hanging out right we're always listening to music um messing around and part of what we'll do we'll be like oh you hear that you hear the guitar tone listen how cool the drums sound there and like we're always talking about not just the songs but the production value of whatever we're listening to and then he had the idea he's like we should just fucking do a podcast about this we're talking about this shit all the time anyways and what's funny is neither one of us knew what a fucking podcast involved so (laughs) we were in for a fucking rude one folks we had to figure out a lot of okay (laughs) so things work so let's break it down here trav handles all of the um what do you want to call it (laughs) the back end computer stuff you handle the back end stuff I handle like the production. Um, he edits the episode. So when we get done with inside. an episode, right? And then there's samples or anything dropped in. And sometimes one of us will like cough or something. So just like in any other type of program or show, Brandon edits all that stuff out. So he do, he's like the, the producer. He does all of that at the end of the but episode. But I will say this. This show is the most minimally produced show that I've ever done. And... Sometimes I leave shit in just, you know, we, I don't sit here for like 12 days to make it perfect. We don't want the show perfect. We tried to give you the show in the same aspect of when we recorded the show. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a bunch of people just hanging out, talking about records, drinking beer, listening to stuff, right? But, um, honestly, should, should we bust into a little bit of what we want to try for season three? Sure. So for season three... Okay, we are trying, we're, we're going to try to perfect this over our little hiatus, mm-hmm. you know, we, I guess because we never do research, we're actually going to try some research. <laughs> we're going to try to do it to where we can have guests on the show. Yeah. Um, we have a couple lined up already. Yeah, we do. Um, and I think it'll bring a new aspect to the show, um, you know, but, and some of you that are listeners know exactly who we're talking about. <laughs> um, you know, we want to do that. We want to do some different albums that were big. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I guess they were kind of worldwide. Yeah, know? I mean, it's not nothing vastly different from the first two seasons. Yeah. But you and I, like, our, the part of the reason we do this is, like, we love music. We, well, we're always listening to music, right? So yeah. uh, we have sketched out stuff we've talked about 
like five seasons of records we could do. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, dude, we and that's just from just sitting around talking, drinking beers. Like, we should do this one. And we're like, yeah, we and, should do this one. But yeah. this this is the funny thing, folks. When we set out with season two, we already had season five planned. But then it's like a record company will come along and they're like, hey, we're reissuing this, and then we're like. One of us will buy that album, yeah, and then it's like, like, we should do that. Oh, yeah, we got to throw that in this season. Hold on. Except for Friday music. Uh, fuck you on the Skid Row Purple. You guys could suck my fucking cock. Yeah, they fucked up on that. Yeah, they're a big fuck up from what it sounds like because you can't ever get in touch with them. And then if somebody does get in touch with them, they're like, oh, well, that's the first we've heard of that. So guess what? This is like the second fucking episode where I've said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And you guys need to reach out and make it fucking right. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Um, But, you know, anything. But yeah, so over yeah. the summer, we'll have <clears throat> a few Hold on, I, I'm sorry. Drops. Fuck you, Friday music. I'm just, I'm just, I'm over here. I'm like, oh. How do you really feel about it? I'm just going to say this. To any of our loyal listeners out there that do purchase vinyl and listen to vinyl on the regular, I just propose this to you. Until Friday Music makes it right with me and this show, we will not buy any fucking product from Friday Music. And I just ask you, if you're a loyal listener, join the fucking boycott on that. Because honestly... If, if, you know, when you're paying, and, and this kind of leads into my next segment here. So give me a little leeway, Trap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're paying 30, 40, 50 bucks for an album that back in the day was like, what, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I think a company, if they're going to do presses of stuff, they need to have a tight customer service on stuff so you know if you receive a sealed copy of an album that you waited on for three four months before it even gets shipped out don't push everything back on who you purchased it from because who you purchased it from did not press the album they did not seal the album they didn't put the album in the sleeve. That falls back on the label. Yeah, I'm sorry, and and if I'm and like I said, I'll you know when they reach out to us, I'll I'll redact anything of that. But until they do, fuck them. Yeah. Um. But you know, I just want to go in real quick. Um, I, I know cousin Dave got back into buying vinyl. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I think the reality hit him of the gold mine that he had back in the day when he was buying vinyl for like a dollar a piece and getting like quality shit. Now it seems like cousin Dave's back stroking back on CDs. Yeah. Um, cousin Dave, you know, hey, don't get me wrong. I I got a hell of a CD collection, as do you. Yeah, yeah, we both have tons. But um. My CDs are all boxed up, up in the attic, because me too. I've I've ripped them all to supercomputer. If I need to listen to them, they're on supercomputer. Mm-hmm. When that motherfucker ain't blue blazing up, um, and uh, you buy a new car these days. I mean, hey, you know, we we just happen to have to go buy a new truck. I mean, didn't want to, but we had to. And uh, they don't put CD players in trucks, cars, or anything these days. Now, you and I talked about this. Uh, in the in whatever vehicle you drive, it's digital, and then listen to vinyl at home. Exactly. That's what we try to bring. And, and the thing we love about the vinyl, I mean, to me, it's more hands-on. Yeah. And, and I know the CD guys always bitch, well, you got to go flip it. That's part of the experience. Absolutely. But... I, I can tell you this, it like especially with this ACDC Power Ridge original pressing, I mean, the fucking album artwork itself is great. Totally. And then sometimes when you buy stuff, it's actually got a gatefold, and then you got the, ad, the added surprise inside. Yeah, it's great. Which, you're not going to get that fucking experience on CD. No, it's, it, it's different, and we talk about it, and... 
it is. It's like a ritual. Like you go up, you flip the record, and you you look at the album art, and you look at the track Hold listing. On. Hold on, you flip, you, you put the record on. Yep. You take your record brush, and you got to right. brush the record. This I'm giving you yep. guys a tip. This is shit we didn't know when we were kids when we had vinyl yeah. at first. So you put the vinyl on, you start it, you you get your brush out, you got to get the static off, any dirt, and you know, yeah, and then drop the needle, you know, gingerly. Yeah, and you love the sound when the needle hits, right? Yeah, you get that little. But but the sound I don't like is when I've enjoyed a few adult beverages and I miss. You missed it, and then it goes. I know. Down the side, you know, that's crazy. That happens to the best of us. Yeah, well, I've done it more than once. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then you know you just you, you can wait you can just, i tell you what i've done a couple times so i put a seven inch on and then i've been talking and not paying attention and i dropped the needle as if i had a 12 inch on <laughs> and it's just spinning on my slip mat and it's yeah so anyway well see like you know my my, my crappy pioneer that i use um it does have the 45 33 yeah um button on it but it's like <laughs> I remember the one time you brought your seven inch that your band recorded over. Yeah. We had listened to it. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time I went to drop an album to do a show prep. It was still 45. And it was still on 45. Yeah. And it's going. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So, yeah, I was fucking butt fuck wasted when I did that. Yeah, we've all done that. But, you know, and that's my thing. Yeah. You know, CDs are great. But to me, vinyl has the feel. The warmth and everything. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why we listen to it. Like, it's it's fun. And, you know, but hey, uh, we're glad that you guys have listened to us for two fucking seasons now. Yeah, no shit. And keep it up because we've got great things in the can for season three, four, five, six. You know, we're going to do this as long as we're making somewhat of an impact, we hope. Yeah, send us a, a drop a line over the summer if you want us to do a beer or a record, something you're thinking about. Yeah, and like I said, if we can't find the beer, if you guys got it, hey, you know, we're open for y'all to send it to us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, any companies out there would like to sponsor the show, hey, we're all for that. Yeah, why not? Um, you know, we can do that. Um, just hit us up. At beards, brews, vinyl reviews at yahoo.com or on the Facebook page. Um, you guys can hit us up on Messenger on Facebook. We will correspond with you. At yep. you know, I mean, you know, we're a small time deal. Um, let's see, we know we should do more research and always stay swaggy, friends. And if you don't like ACDC. Fuck, Fuck you. you.